Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Okay, you're given 10 minutes at, let's say, any just major uh, grocery store, superstore, super Walmart, whatever. 10 minutes with a cart. You can just pack it with as much as you can, as fast as you can, but you have to get out the door before the 10 minutes is over or you don't get any of it. Here's the question. What's your first stop? What is the first thing that you want to make sure that you get so that you're not scrambling at the end to just knock stuff in the cart and get out. So you're talking like supermarket sweep here. Yeah, supermarket sweep. Does does my total matter, or is it just like the stuff I want to have? Just the stuff you want to have. No totals, just you have to, you only get one cart and 10 minutes. Well, like my first inclination is like you want to go for expensive electronic stuff, but then I got to go through the process of like, if I'm going to try to sell this stuff again, like, is this just stuff that I want to keep at home? Or am I going to get in trouble if I like trying to resell this stuff? It's whatever you want to get it for. That's up to you. And on that topic, you said one cart? One cart. So like not multiple TVs. Like there simply isn't room to do the multiple TVs. I think my first stop is if this is like a fun imaginary world where they're in stock at any store, a PlayStation 5, probably. Mm. I think my stop is the Lego aisle. Oh, good answer. Because they're so expensive and it would just be a huge cart of a bunch of things to do. And they're always, you know, the toy aisle is also always like in the back. So, you know, I rush there first to get those for sure. And then I make my way back down and through so that I'm on the way out from there. Is it assumed that, I don't know why I have to quantify this question. Like say I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this card that is for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, it, it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's my first stop then is just all of the places where they have all of the cards. That's a download thing for all of the video games because it's just a wall of cards and they would take up so little space but be worth so much. Solid. Yeah. I mean, even rolling it back a little bit, just the Visa gift card, like $100 <laughs> gift cards. Yep. I mean, after the PlayStation, it's just it's going to be a lot of food. Yeah. Just a lot of non-perishable food items. I want to see if they have the spicy fruit gushers because I haven't been able to find those anywhere lately. The I fucking like, what? Yeah, the spicy fruit gushers. They're like, it's like fiery, sweet and fiery or some, something. Yeah, it's the little gummy thing filled with sriracha. No, no, oh. no. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but like, I can't do spicy food, but I, I tend to like it if it's mixed with something like real sweet. So if it's like a berry chipotle sauce or, or something where it's like really, really sweet and spicy, but like they make spicy fruit gushers where it's a fruit gusher, but it has like that like spice. Gross. No, it's it good. sounds awful. To I'm me. down. I'm down, Megan. For what do sure. you mean that sounds awful? A spicy fruit sounds bad to me. A spicy fruity, like I understand really? that you love it and that's okay, but a spicy fruity to me sounds like maybe my least favorite thing. If I can find them anywhere, I'll I'll share them with you so you can see if you like it. I've had like the like the dark chocolate with chili peppers in it before, oh, or whatever. Yeah, I no, not not for me. Hmm. It's a little different than that, but uh, yeah, I I can't find them anywhere. So if I found those, I'd probably stock up on those. So I just would have 
you know, never ending. Nice. So that's like second stop. What if you just mix like nerds with chili pepper flakes? That sounds awful. That, that sounds really bad. <laughs> I was so scared. The shape of her mouth. I thought she was going to go, that sounds awesome. And I was like, no. No, I, I can't do like, I can't do like chili pepper flakes and stuff. Like that's, that's too spicy for me. Like food that's meant to be like, this is a spicy food unless it's like super, super sweet. I just can't. You know what I'd get is a subscription to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Master of the Segway. <laughs> I'd get a Segway. I'd get a Segway. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good call. <laughs> Thank you to Taps for setting up that wonderful Segway. <laughs> um, we actually just unlocked another Patreon tier. Uh, we have now, as of the one of the last days of January, unlocked four Tales from the Omniverse so far. Oh. So, yes, yeah, so we have got some of those in production already. Uh, next week, we are recording the first one, which will be Neverland the Impossible Island, which I am running. Shortly thereafter, Tass and I are going to record Anyone Can Wear the Mask. Uh, and then we're going to take a little break. And then uh, Jake has got a game in Cowboy World. And then we also have a game in Call of Cthulhu that is called Stalkers in the Moonlit Mall. And so I think the way that we're going to release these, since we have six of them coming out in Season 2, uh, we'll do one in March, one in April. We'll take May off. Do June, July, August off, then September and October. Uh, so if you are interested in hearing any of the tales from the Omniverse or any of the other content that we are creating over on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash the crit show. Tears start at just $1. Thank you to everyone who joined us this month as we made our push for partner on Twitch. We do have one more day. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out uh, tomorrow, January 28th, we will be playing Goat Crashers, where the crew will be playing a bunch of goats who just want to party. They'll just be waiting to have a good time. Uh, and so we will see if they can accomplish that. We're going to try to do better about announcing our streams ahead of time instead of just <laughs> the day we do them. Uh, so when we come back for our regular stream on Monday the 1st, we're actually going to go back and play a little more Left for Dead as we try to kill a whole lot of Teletubbies. Oh, uh, yeah. The dream. Yeah. Also in the land of Twitch, uh, we are actually looking for a game master for an upcoming Twitch series that we're going to do uh, a little maybe 12 to 15 week Monday night stream of an RPG. Uh, so if you would like to see more details about that and uh, apply, you can head over to the com slash twitch dash GM. Uh, we are accepting applications for that until the 13th of February. And I think with that. It's time to let the recap roll. This is a weird question, but something about this photo strikes me as out of the ordinary. Natalie has this tattoo of the, the symbol for Mercury. Does that ring any bells from like your time undercover or anything? Yeah, I never knew who it was, but that was one of the names that they used all the time for one of Nash's deep cover agents. What did this Mercury do? I mean, I know you said deep undercover, but like sounds kind of notorious. Yeah, they had um, been responsible for the downfall of at least two other paranormal groups over the last hundred years. Well, if we think Natalie's like bad, bad, then we probably do want to take her out to break the thrall over everybody she's turned. I still feel like we should probably lay out the trap to trap all of them in there just so that like, you know, she can't dip out of the space station as soon as she knows something's wrong. And she can't order anybody else to either. Yeah, or to leave and, you know, start doing other things that we would have to leave the space station to deal with or anything like that. Like, we should still probably quarantine them. So, before we pop everything off, I'm going to go up, I'm going to do a quick scan, see what I can see, find a back corner, mar the thing so that you can get up to me. Tash, you vanish from IPT and you appear in the docking bay on the Eye of Ra. And standing there to greet you is Sroka, and she smiles. Welcome aboard, Tass. I've been expecting you. Tash, you have just appeared in the Eye of Ra on the docking bay, and Sroka is there waiting for you when you appear in the teleporter. Oh, hey! Expecting me, huh? Yes, you look a little funny. Are you all right? Oh, yeah. We tr we were uh, testing out some stuff that Jake can do, and it like kind of went wrong. It certainly seems like it did. Yeah, right? Like... Hold on, if I if I stand really, really still, you may not be able to see me very well. Let me try. And I try to hold really, really still. Oh, yes. I, I barely can see, like, the there's a small discrepancy with the energy from the portal behind you, but 
Yeah, you're almost invisible. Nice. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, What's going on? How's it going up here? Not too bad. I thought I would ask you the same thing. Oh, I, I mean, there's just all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, below. <laughs> uh, we're we're kind of running around checking in with people, checking in on some of the stuff we've been missing while we've been gone. I heard everything was operational and you guys were doing good, so I thought I would pop up. Yes, uh, Rex said that you would be here. Uh, who's Rex? Do I Have I met Rex? Oh, no, no. Rex is a new addition. He is the new keeper of the Arcanum. Uh, he's got a, a spell that goes off every now and then that kind of gives them a little uh, premonition of what's going to happen, and he just said that he had a vision that you were arriving today. That's so cool. <laughs> How about that? You guys have everything covered up here, don't you? Yes, we try, after what happened last time. Oh, God. Yeah, that uh, I'm going to be real honest with you. That made me kind of antsy to want to come up here at all, but I'm trying to, like, you know, face it and just buckle down and, and do what we got to do. Well, um, what's what's going on? Like, can I get a, a, a tour or, um, like, yeah, what what's happening? Is there anything I can help with? Oh, sure. If you would like to see the new layout, it's uh, been adjusted a little bit since we put everything together and launched it in. We've added some new parts. Uh, got in a few new crew members. Yeah, all right. Lead on. She leads you out of the docking bay and into a corridor. Uh, you can see that the corridor goes down left and right. Uh, do you want the express tour or do you want to just... Uh, we could go to the bridge. I could show you many of the things from there or we could take a walk around. Is there anything you, you said that uh, you're checking on things? What do you want to see in particular? Well, I mean, I, I kind of want to save it for last because I just kind of like to see the, the layout. I don't want to get into all of the business first and then have to ignore everybody and have people be like, who the hell is this guy? But, um, you know, we, we had to shut down some of the stuff uh, down at IPT specifically. So, you know, mostly I'm going to come up here to check in with Natalie since she's our rep. Yes, Jingles had sent a message saying that there was uh, some issues going on with uh, some programs or something. Yeah, yeah. He had some issues, so he's kind of rebooting and they're getting that all set before we can reconnect. I'm, I'm sure it won't be long, but that's half of why I wanted to come up and uh, check in, make sure that Natalie's good. But yeah, where, what does she like? What does she do up here? I don't even know who does what. Yeah, let me call her. And she uh, reaches her wrist up to her mouth. Uh, Natalie, if you could meet us outside of the docking bay, Tass is here and he has some questions for you. And you hear her voice come over. Yeah, I'll be there in just a second. And then her voice cuts out. Yeah, Natalie will be here in just a moment. But uh, yeah, she is uh, our technician. She works a lot with the engineering bay, uh, as well as uh, setting up new network elements, uh, a lot of the communication that goes on here. She's implemented quite a few useful things here and uh, seems to have created uh, a number of very potent elements that uh, the other agencies have uh, been able to uh, network together. That's awesome. Yes. And Tess, from down the hallway to your left, uh, you see Natalie round a corner uh, and she's just walking towards you and Stroka. Hey, Natalie, it's been a minute. Yes, how are you? Doing okay. Uh, I just wanted to come up to like communicate in person because of the whole shutdown with IPT. Uh, Jingles had some issues, but we're okay. Like we're not under attack. Everything's chill. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to come and check and make sure everything was cool up here. I, I didn't think anything, you know, messed up on our end that would mess up here, but. No, I think everything is just how we want it up here. And she grins at you. Cool. That's good. That is excellent. Uh, this seems really great like this is already like i can see how much more i don't know put together this was than horace and she's actually taking a few steps away from you uh back towards the direction she came okay uh as i'm like kind of glancing looking at the place as i'm commenting on it can i see any of the runes that i would need to scratch to get rid of the teleportation situation right here you don't because you are in the middle of a long hallway so not immediately unless you were to jump back into the docking bay or get to the end of this hallway or another room in this hallway. Shit. I'll be back in just a moment. I got to check on a couple things. And she goes around the corner. Oh, okay. Um, Pardon me just a sec, Soroka. And um, do I know what way she just, like, what is the direction Natalie just went? 
Uh, yeah, the direction she went leads towards uh, where you can do the spacewalks. It leads towards the uh, bathrooms, towards security, the Arcanum. I want to try to follow her. What are you doing while you follow her? Turning away from Stroka and sprinting that direction? Like, what are you doing exactly? You you just asked Stroka to excuse you. Describe the rest of the scene to me. Um, I think I'm just turning at, at a jog. To make it seem earnest, like, oh, uh, yeah, wait, well, hold on, Natalie, I just, one one or two more quick updates. Like, I'm just really trying to follow up, like, seem like I'm trying to follow up. You hear from over the comms, he's on to me, kill him. Shit, okay, then what's, like, the close, the absolute closest in physical space sectioned out spot that would have the runes it's pretty close the closest thing would probably be the bathroom you are just slightly closer to it than you are to the docking bay where sroka is standing okay i am just diving for that just absolute sprint dive roll medic slide whatever i have to do to get there and try to slash at one of the runes as i pull out my spear so focus being entirely on this, not necessarily protecting yourself. Yeah. Okay. So Tash, you leap inside of the bathroom and you scratch the teleportation ward off and you are tackled from behind by Sroka and she pins your arms behind you. Uh, you don't take any damage, but you are momentarily held. And standing inside of the bathroom is a man that you do not recognize with long white hair uh, and he starts to move towards you. What are you doing? Uh, I think I'm trying to like shift my weight so that I pivot and I want to try to slam into this guy with Soroka on my back, like her being the one to slam into this guy to push him back into the whatever this is, the space toilet receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll act under pressure. Okay. Eleven. Yeah, you are able to thrust your weight forward and get Sroka off guard and slam her into this white-haired man who is approaching you. Jake and Megan out in the alleyway of the IPT. How exactly are you doing this? You know, you said you're going to just try to keep teleporting to Tass. Are you holding on to Megan the whole time? Or are you just casually doing it like a Kegel? Like <laughs> 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 That's actually, you know, I'm glad you asked because we never really talked about it. But that is kind of how this manifests is yeah. I really I really flex those muscles down in the grundle. <laughs> and that's how I pop off the teleport. That's actually the same ones you got to use to make the invisibility work. Yeah, I've got a very Kegel focused magic system. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense because we wouldn't want to have to be like, all right, well, let's just wait for you to be able to go. And then you come back. Yeah, just stay in contact just so the second we can go. I've just got like a hand on her forehead <laughs> or something the whole time. <laughs> Are you like trying to keep her away from your sandwich? <laughs> yep. Good luck. She's she's swinging her small arms at me as well, I hold now. her away. We'll see about that. Well, proportionate arms. Yeah. <laughs> this is serious. I'm in trouble. Straighten up and save me. We're just practicing our high fives and hoping hoping that. That's kind of what moment. I was thinking. It was like every 15 seconds we do a high five and I try it like on the high five. Yeah. No. And then we just. We're going to be really good at high fives. And I'm trying to teach him like, no, you don't look at my hand. Look at my elbow. You stare at my elbow and I'll stare at your elbow. And then on the count of three, we'll high five. All right. Uh, as you connect for this highest of fives, Jake, roll angel wings. Oh, good. Ten. The two of you appear inside of this very small white room uh, with a couple of receptacles and you see Tass on the ground with Sroka pinning his arms to his back and there is another man who's just been knocked backwards against the wall. It went bad. It went bad so fast. Yeah, I, I see this happening, but you know, I know that the most important thing is to figure out where Natalie is. So I'm going to try and see if I can sense where she is here. All right, roll tune in. Eight. All right, you get to hold one. Where is the creature right now? Uh, so you get a very strong sense that Natalie at this moment is almost directly above you. And having seen the blueprints, you would know that that is in comms. Jake? Uh, I'm going to walk up and like grab Sroka by the scruff and I think try and muster a little bit of extraordinary strength to just huck her to the other side of the room off Tass. All right, roll use magic. Six. Uh, can I try to help him out? How so? Kind of roll with her. If she's still hanging on to me, I want to literally try to scramble so that um, 
she's more out of his way, uh, you know, kind of want to give him the room and the time to do whatever he's going to do. Yeah, all right. Roll help out. Okay. 14. All right, Jake, that gives you a plus one, so that gets you to a seven. What is your glitch? The guy just take one harm, ignore armor. All right, so you grab a hold of Stroka and you throw her backward out the door into the hallway. Tass, you are suddenly free of the weight on your back. The man with the long white hair has hit against the wall. He starts to transform into mist and starts moving in your direction. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to kind of stand in front of it and yell for them to go. Guys, go, go. Get to Natalie. We got to take her out. We don't have time for the wards. We don't have time. We got to get her. She's on to us. I'll try to hold these things off. Uh, I know where she is. She's she's directly above us. She's in comms. Lead the way. I start running. As the two of you head out into the hallway, you can hear some commotion coming from down the hallway behind you, but not the direction that you are currently going. You come out into the hallway and turn right. That leads you into the security room, and in the corner there is a ladder that goes up to comms. Do we see more of those runes along the way? Yes, there are a set of runes in each hallway in each room. If I'm able to pick those out, can I try and mess those up with my athme, just so Jake has more options to teleport to sure. if needed? So as you go, the bathroom is already clear. Uh, you clear the security room, uh, but this does not clear the main hallway that runs down the entire strip of the Eye of Ra. Uh, I'll lead the way up the ladder. The two of you start to head up the ladder. Tass, in the bathroom, you see two more of these mist forms come in through the wall, and all three of them solidify, and they crouch down and start to prowl towards you. You want some? Come and get it, motherfuckers! And I am going to turn and sprint out the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll act under pressure yeah okay 11 yeah you sprint out of this room into the hallway where are you going i am going to try to head like towards the the docking bay as if i'm making for the portal yeah so you run out of the bathroom and you round that corner and duck into the docking bay and you hear some shouts over the comms as they come out into the hallway and you get a sense that for a moment they're not quite sure where you are Jake and Megan, you come out into the comms room, and Natalie is sitting at a computer in the far corner, uh, and she's just looking at you as you come up. I'm going to rush forward and try to stake her. You sprint in her direction, and you can see that she slowly is starting to turn into mist. Can I interfere here? Yeah, absolutely. Roll Jinx. That's a six. But with the plus one ongoing from tune in, that ends up being a seven. All right, you get to hold one. Uh, I would like to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. All right, so she tries to turn into mist, and this energy flows out from your hand and engulfs her for a brief moment, and she flickers back into her full human form. Jake, roll kick some ass. Whoo, seven. All right, so how much damage does your stake do? Uh, one to anything else, but four harm to a vampire. Uh, and you take three points of damage as she backhands you back across the room towards Megan. Not armor defeating? Correct. Tass, you have gotten into the docking bay and you can hear voices outside trying to search for you. Am I still semi-invisible? You are. Are there just like any boxes or anything piled up in the docking bay? Yeah. I'm going to kick one over and step behind another one and try to hold still. Like, I want to make some noise very specifically in this room and then just try to hold very still. All right. I think this is going to be an act under pressure um, and you get a plus one for your invisibility. Okay. Thirteen. So some boxes clatter over in this room and you move behind another set and hold completely still. And as you freeze into place... Five vampires come crowding into this room, looking around and sniffing the air. You recognize three of them, but they stop for a moment. And it's strange because they don't seem to have the mannerisms for the moment that you're used to from the three you recognize. You can tell it's all animal instinct based uh, and they all turn and run out of the room in different directions. Megan, you have just seen Jake knocked to the ground, uh, but there is a stake sticking out of Natalie's chest. What are you doing? I want to use my powers to attack her. Yeah, so roll big whammy to reach out with your mind and lash out at Natalie. 11. All right, and what is the full effect of big whammy? 
Uh, so the big whammy, you use your powers to kick some ass. Roll plus weird instead of plus tough. The attack has two harm, close, obvious, ignore armor. And what is your extra effect? Uh, I think I'm going to suffer one less harm. So this energy comes roiling off of you and slams into Natalie. She hits the ground and she grabs the chair and chucks it at you. Uh, you take two points of damage, minus one, so one point of damage, not armor defeating. Jake, you are on the ground. What are you doing? I'm just going to get up and try to like basically throw a sidekick into the end of that stake to plunge it a little deeper into her. All right, we'll kick some ass. 11. What's your extra effect? I think terrible harm. You land this kick on Natalie and she staggers backwards again into the computer console and you see that she bears down and starts to become transparent again. This is more of a curiosity question. What what seems to be becoming of the stake as she starts to become like misty? Does it seem like it's going to dislodge? It does. It seems like it's going to fall out. Is this something I can try and interfere with again? You can. Excellent. That's a nine, but with the plus one ongoing from tune in still, that puts me up to a 10. All right, you get a hold too. I will use one of those hold to recharge my necklace. Nice. And I will interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Yeah, again, Natalie starts to turn into this mist form and then solidifies. And you can see that there is panic on her face. Tass, you are invisible inside the docking bay. You have seen all of the vampires run away. What are you doing? I think after they run away, I'm going to bolt from this side of the room literally to the opposite corner. And as I'm going, I'm yelling, vampires, come out and play. All right. uh, Roll act under pressure to try and get hidden again in a new part of the room while drawing them back this direction. Okay. 10. All right, so you get into the corner of this room and you duck down again uh, and you see that two of these vampires come back in the room and they look around for you and they don't see you again uh, and they crouch down on all fours and start sniffing around the room much more closely. One of them you don't recognize uh, and the other one is Adam. Back in the comms room, Megan, you hear someone climbing up the ladder behind you. What are you doing? I want to go over and see who it is. It's Sroka. I think I aim my crossbow at her and I tell her to stop unless she wants a stake in the heart. She keeps coming. Then I want to try and see if I can interfere with her getting up this ladder. All right, roll Jinx. 12. All right, you get a hold too. I would like to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Yeah, she reaches up for that final rung and her hand slips and you hear a loud clang as she jacks her jaw against the ladder and then tumbles backwards down the ladder. Oh, Jake, you are with Natalie in front of the computer console. She has just tried to teleport away and it has not worked. I'm going to like grab her by the collar with the left hand and grab the stake with the right and just rip it out and drive it back in. Like, why won't she fucking die? Relaxed under pressure. 11. All right. So, Jake, you pull this stake out and you jam it back into her chest and she lets out a scream as she turns into a pile of ash in your hands. Tass, back in the docking bay, you see this person that you don't know and Adam stop and kind of stand up and look around a little confused and they like brush their hands off. Like, why were, why was I on the ground? That was weird. What were you doing? I was eating lunch. What were you doing? I was in the bathroom. I don't, how did we get here? Adam? And I'll pop up. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. What the hell are you doing here, man? Oh my God. And I just leap forward and give him a hug. Megan and Jake from the bottom of the ladder. You hear some groaning. I'll start climbing down the ladder. Uh, you climb down the ladder and Sroka is at the bottom. You look down at her and she she nods and gives a thumbs up. And she moves her hand up and starts rubbing her jaw. Sorry, Jake, should we, I don't know, vacuum this up or something? Like, I mean, like, shouldn't we not just leave this here? I take it you guys didn't collect what you left behind from Aston, right? No, you're correct. Can you, I don't know. Sroka, what could Clean we collect up your some mess? ashes in? <laughs> hey, fuck you, pal. <laughs> This one's our mess. <laughs> Jake just like literally dusts his hand off. Well, my job's done. <laughs> <laughs> my my job is to kill. All right. My job, that is the extent <laughs> of my job. Entertainment after the fact. <laughs> uh, is there anything that we can put the ashes in? Sroka nods and gets up and walks back into the bathroom and gets one of the small disposal units and hands it to you. Okay. Yeah, I'll go collect all the ashes into that. Yeah, it takes you all of a couple seconds. And you have Natalie in a bag. I'll put it in my backpack. Do we want to keep it? Should we not take it back? I don't know. We could just like jettison it into space. We can ask Tass. Yeah. 
Let's get his input. Okay. We'll get a tiebreaker. Good. Yeah, we should we should make sure he's okay. So you all reconvene back in the docking bay, and the whole crew is there right now, sans Natalie. Well, no, she's technically there. she's here. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the backpack. Okay, so do any of you remember what has happened to you over the last God knows how long? You have some conversation with them, and yes, they all remember the last couple of months with all of them admitting to having a couple of little gaps, including the last like seven minutes. Okay, so Natalie was a vampire, presumably working for Nash, and you all got turned, but Megan and Jake took her out and it seems like it it worked like it, it snapped you out of it fuck as he's explaining this i just remember i'm running back up to comms to figure out what the fuck she did when she was up there okay seems like you all had a little case of mercury poisoning yeah and i put on some sunglasses and i walked through the portal <laughs> <laughs> jake you run back up to comms and start looking at the computer uh, that natalie was sitting at when you came up Roll investigate a mystery. Five. It seems that whatever she did seems to have been coded and you're not able to crack it. Uh, and after one attempt, the whole thing, monitor and all, just powers down and you smell smoke. Um, I don't want to cheese it, but would I be able to use magic to literally view what she did and get some form of information? That does sound pretty cheesy. I know. And I understand <laughs> if the answer is no, but like narratively, it just seems like the next thing I'd try to yeah. do. I think that you could try, but you would not be trying for the same information. Like, I think you could see different things this way than if you were able to access the computer, because I don't want to get into it being close to like tasks coming in and just trying the same move you did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. Okay. Just like, you know, I can't imagine like knowing that I have the ability to do this, why yeah. I wouldn't try yeah. it. Like, even if I do it and I get nothing, it still seems like I would try yeah. to. All right, we'll use magic. Nine. All right, what's your glitch? Uh, the effect is of short duration. This viewing window pops up in front of you, and for a brief moment, you see Natalie typing before she hits send. And you see the last few lines of the message she's sending, and it reads, Have been compromised. Activate five. Signing off, Mercury four. All right, I'm going to go back to the rest of the group and see like kind of where they are in their process so I can relay this message. Uh, yeah, I think we've just been talking over with them what they've been up to, if they have any way of knowing what they might have done when they've lost time, if there's, if there's a way to go back and look at those moments through cameras or something, or, you know, anything to see what Natalie might have had them doing. Yeah, they think that they can roll back through some camera logs and see like specific moments where they're like oh yeah i remember waking up and i was in this other spot and i thought that i had you know sleepwalked or um just floated out of bed or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know you know space stuff you know, space yeah. oh okay that makes more sense I actually oh, i forgot to strap myself down <laughs> i forgot we were in space that made no sense <laughs> they've got artificial gravity everywhere except the bedrooms evidently <laughs> yeah. they turn it off at night because everybody sleeps better <laughs> Oh, nice. That yeah. sounds like extraordinarily relaxing. Right? Yeah, like I like no that gravity as opposed to, you're not going to find a more comfortable bed than no gravity. Than no bed. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, I think I would also go around to fix all of the uh, runes that we had marked up and make sure to re-add the vampire stuff everywhere. Once we get a chance, I do want to notify them of like what I just found. So I accidentally burned the computer itself but via magic, I was able to see just like the last little bit of what she sent off. And it was, have been compromised, activate five, signing off, Mercury four. So it seems like she reported back in and there's another agent in play now. Kind of a two steps forward, one step back thing here, maybe. Shit. God, so do they all go by Mercury or is five just, is the number its own kind of thing? I wonder if the activate part of that is somebody who's already in place who needs to start doing something or is it a activate this new person and start getting them into position of where they need to be? Great questions. We can ask Anastasia if there were any other names that came through of like high ranking officials. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to do up here? Look out the window. Absolutely. Soroka takes you up to the bridge uh, and there is an enormous window that looks down onto the earth. Yeah. I just want to hang out here for a while. So after Tass has spent some time putting up these runes and Megan has been looking out at earth uh, and Jake is pondering over Mercury 4 and 5. Rex comes in to the bridge and uh, makes a report to Sroka. 
And she pulls it up on screen and you can see uh, on a couple of different monitors that essentially every time that they have found so far where they have been missing some moments from their day, they are going up to comms and sending information somewhere. So it really just seems like a lot of reporting and sharing gathered information uh, with a source that they were not able to track. Well, I wish I hadn't destroyed the computer. (laughs) One attempt, huh, guys? (laughs) Not very lenient. (laughs) Well, I mean, this still answers a big thing, though. We know we need to let all of the other organizations know that there might be a mole within them as well and let them know what has happened here so that people are collectively aware that Nash is getting information from everybody. Yeah, I mean, spreading the word to re-up your vampire wards probably be a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think we should run this by Margaret, of course, too, but this is big. If there is another mole out there, if there is this other operative All of the rest of these organizations are going to start hunting through. I mean, this could cause a little bit of chaos, too. Either way, probably about time we check back in with Margaret and make sure we get somebody up here that can fix comms, right? Yeah. All right, so you all step back into the teleporter and head back to the IPT. And now it's time for end of session experience. Oh, shoot. All right, so question number one. Did you conclude the current mystery? What was it? It was Natalie in the space in the space station with the teeth. Yeah, finding out who the mole was and what they were kind well, I guess we don't know exactly what they were up to, but we uh, found out where they were and took them out. Yeah. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? I mean, I could argue that being a vampire is a fate worse than death, so we saved the crew. Megan and Jake sure saved Everett and Anastasia from going down in the chopper. Yes, absolutely. Did we learn something new and important about the world? what it looks like from space. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this the first time you've seen this? In, <laughs> in person? Okay, yes. okay. We did learn that Esten is Esten and that Nash has the ability to basically rewind time and pull people back from the dead. Yeah, absolutely. And did we learn something new and important about the hunters? I don't think so this time. Yeah. All right. So everybody gets two points of experience and six gear points. Does anybody level up? One away. Nope. So is there any kind of debrief or anything you all want to do with Natalie? We've talked a little bit about her long history here. You know, there's obviously some stuff that I could talk about, some stuff that might still be relevant, but does anybody have any questions or anything you guys want to discuss about Natalie? I mean, I have a lot of questions, but I'm not (laughs) sure it's stuff you're going to answer. Like, what all has she passed along and (laughs) things like that that I'm sure we're going to have to try to figure out. Yeah. I think really a lot of that information probably will be able to be gathered by the Eye of Ra team because they know when they were activating those computers. So they might be able to have at least a sense of, oh, like what's new information that we got around this time? Nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I just, uh, oh man, it's been, it's been so long, Rev. <laughs> it's been so goddamn long. She's, she only had like a hundred episodes to <laughs> To set her plans in motion. Uh, How much damage could she have done in that time, really? (laughs) All I had to do was uh, uh, fail a luck roll to get a one-on-one with her. That's that's it. That's all I had to do. Yeah, I know. And I do want to point out that luck roll was really not related to what did she know, but that was just a what situation did you come into? (laughs) And because of that fail luck roll, like they knew you were coming, but that did not alter her. Like she wasn't on to you from the go. Oh, well, no. I mean, I walked in going... So, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think God one of the it. first things you said was, I'd like to talk to Natalie. What does she do here again? <laughs> Which kind of tipped her off. Yeah. No, I, I can't imagine how, but okay. All right. <laughs> the best laid plans. Oh, boy. <laughs> they don't matter. We keep doing this to ourselves. Uh, just to clarify. So she was originally a vampire that infiltrated the IPT, right? Like she wasn't turned because she worked there and already had a position correct as of right now you all don't know her origins but you do know that she was not created by anyone that you've at least had contact with right like we've knowing that she's mercury and kind of having somebody that's like yeah that's been a thing for a long time we know she's been at it yeah nice okay So here you all are back at IPT inside of Margaret's office. I think you've gotten everything up at the Eye of Raw cleaned up and uh, Anastasia and Margaret and Jingles are all in here with you. So what's the plan now? I think just kind of hashing out what the best step would be to take next. 
Okay, so like what loose ends do we have? I'm sure we have many, and clearly this is what we get into when we don't follow up. So I mean, I think it's time we hash this shit out and go on a couple of quick hunts and take care of what we need to take care of. Margaret rolls out a whiteboard. <laughs> Hand you a marker. <laughs> Thank you, Margaret. And I start drawing weapons on the board. <laughs> really, like for me personally... I'm worried about those weapons that are at the bottom of the freaking ocean underneath that submarine because we know that Nash has found another person that he can use for the chosen energy if they're able to either bypass me somehow or take me out. He needs a weapon. You know, the way that we forced it for me was taking one of the old ones, so I have to assume that they're going to try something similar. I mean, again, I don't know, but if we know those weapons are there, know he might be able to find them and we can get to them before he does, I would like to do that. So for a chosen to be a chosen, they need one of these pre-established weapons. They can't just make a new one. Well, see, that's where I'm not exactly sure how it goes. Because for me, we kind of had to force it so that he couldn't have it. So in order to do that, we just had to get one that sort of matched with me the best that already existed. I have to assume somehow if, you know, you come by it naturally... You get a whole new weapon because there are, what, I think six of them. So there have been six other chosen. So, yeah, I, I just don't know exactly how he's doing what he's doing yet. So I don't know which way he's going to be able to, to make it work. And how many are at the bottom of the ocean? In theory, there are still three down there. If we're really lucky, there are four. There were five in there. We got the Warhammer out. We left a long sword on the sub because we just had to go. We almost got a short sword, a dagger, and a whip. Is that right, Jake? Uh, the whip and the dagger, I think, were in TJ's backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they went out when the uh, seal on the sub busted, and the short sword went out as well. So those three, we can reasonably say, could still be down there. I would be surprised if they didn't clear out the uh, the long sword knowing it was still in the sub, though. No, he just... <laughs> He just sunk it. He just sunk it as is and left everything on board. This <laughs> his version of just flipping the table. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm I am optimistic. If I go down there, I'll be able to find the short sword because you, you saw like a gleam of metal, right? Yeah. And that's the only one that wasn't in a container. Right. OK, so you want to go grab three and one you left behind. You said you got away with a warhammer. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, we traded that off to one of our associates who deals in like magical items. She lives in Chicago. She's a mummy. Uh, she collects things and like sells and trades and stuff. So we we actually end up doing a lot of business with her to get information and items. Whenever we explain some of this stuff, does it sound to you like when we sum it up that we're just fucking with her? That's what I was wondering. Like, there's times where I'm like, I think you're just fucking with me. But I don't know. At this point, I, I'm just waiting to be introduced. <laughs> Let's do let's do two two truths and a lie. All oh right? boy! Okay, I'm going to give you three things about Strom, and I want you to pick one. Which one is not the truth? <laughs> I'm here for this. She can turn into a swarm of beetles. Two, her bandages are stolen from the tomb of King Tut. Three, we convinced her that a pig liver was her real liver. I'm going to go with three being the lie because I don't think you could convince somebody that of that. Like. No, that one is the truth. She thought that a pig liver was her real liver. The lie was the bandages. And I'm surprised you didn't catch that because I had to pause to come up with a lie. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, out of character. I don't think it was you that convinced her of that, right? Okay, yeah. The invading force collectively convinced her. <laughs> so you traded a chosen weapon? For what? Uh, we didn't. One, we didn't know that it was a chosen weapon. We just knew that we got some old weapons off of his ship. But two, we had made the deal in advance that we had said, hey, we need this thing, specifically these lucky necklaces. We don't have anything, but you can have first pick of whatever we get on this mission. And then as it came to pass, that was like the only thing we got on the mission. So that was what she got. And then she discovered that they were chosen weapons. And so if she has one of these things, like Nash couldn't get it from her? Um, I mean, she will kind of deal with anyone. She's a pretty neutral person, but we've had some conversations about the fact that like the world as it is largely suits her. And if it were to change in a bad way, her life wouldn't be as good. So she seems pretty on board of like the not dealing with Nash train. So what else have you gotten from her? Uh, I got my sword scabbard. They got me. That's Wait, true. So what? Yeah, he was 
Uh, well, he was a rescue, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very much what it sounded like. Sometimes we feel like he saved us. <laughs> uh, he died, and his his soul was collected into a gem that she ended up having. That one wasn't so much a trade. as So our relationship with her started out pretty complicated. We did storm her penthouse and kind of wreak havoc and try to steal Tass's soul gem back. And ultimately we kinda we kinda cut a deal instead. Oh shit. Yeah. Like a heist? It was supposed to be. <laughs> did you have cool music? Yes. Yes we did. I worked hard on that music. <laughs> <laughs> It only ended up getting used in the explanation of lies. You know, now that you know what it is Nash is up to, checking with Strom to make sure she still has that might not be the worst idea because it seems like a world where monsters are the norm and humans are now the outcast still kind of suits Strom. Yeah, that's fair to say. I think Anastasia turns to you, Megan. Before you all went up to the eye, you were asking about, like, how do you kill a vampire? Did you kill one? Yeah, I just pull out Natalie's remains of whatever we scooped it into, and yeah, this is uh, this is what's left of Natalie. No, I mean, did you kill one? Oh, no. Jake Jake killed her, but I mean, I helped. You know, I think uh, I'll go check on, on Fritz and Ellis. Why don't you come with me? I think, uh, I think a little on-the-job training might not be a bad idea. Get a little killing in you. Yeah, all right. Yeah? Yeah. Is that the plan to go kill them? Well, I mean, depends on what we find out. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, God, it, it'd be super lovely if they just realized that they turned and were like, oh, we're just going to get out of here so we're not murdered by the monster hunting company or whatever. But I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, even if they aren't working for Nash, they're still probably feeding off people, right? If they're up to that shit, you're absolutely right. I think it depends on what you find. And uh, she nods and she reaches into her coat and she pulls out a metallic stake. Uh, and she, she starts tapping it on the table. What's that? Oh, this is just my favorite. It sounds like you're about to make a speech. No, no, no. I'm just, uh, I like to get it warm because the metal gets a little cold. What's it made of? Silver. Kind of suits a dual purpose. Werewolf and vampire? Yeah. Nice. So are we splitting up? Is that the plan here? Uh, I mean, if we have enough things that we think we ought to look into right now, I, I agree. Fritz and Ellis is top of the list. I want to get those weapons. I don't think I really need help for that. If I can just get like Everett to fly me up there or something, Everett's in the forest. Everett's all by himself alone. I'll go. Let's finish our conversation and then I'll go fetch Everett. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. What I want to look into here is we know that they've activated a new like splinter cell agent of some kind. We don't know who they are or what they're doing. But that seems important and like it could be an immediate threat. So that's what I'd like to look into. So if we're all splitting up, then I can start chasing that lead for sure. Yeah, I mean, that is a great call. Who would know anything about that? I mean, for starters, I'll probably go talk to Ori, see if he knows anything from there. I'm not really sure. I guess I could try and follow up on Thomas Curry again because he was like the first mole that we knew about in the IPT. So do we think he's Mercury 3? I don't know. Margaret, has there ever been, have there been two other moles that you've been aware of ever in the history of the organization? As far as we know, the only two we've unfortunately had to deal with are the only two we've had, but I suppose if you're a good mole, we wouldn't know. Yeah. It seems weird that she was like, that she told them just now to activate a new one. If they were going to have two running concurrently, it seems like she wouldn't have to like signal for the new one to be activated. What's the, I mean, Anastasia, you'd heard of Mercury. Like, do you know the timeline or if it's like a task force or anything? No, I mean, as far as I know, Mercury was a person whose kind of legacy stretched out for two, three hundred years. But I guess it makes sense if it might just be like a moniker or something. Yeah, if she didn't expect to get out of Raw, then that might be why she sent it. But if she did get out, then what happens? You know, maybe they do have multiples at the same time. Maybe it's just a call it off if you survive the FUBAR situation. Yeah. Or maybe she had some plan to like sacrifice herself to take us out there. Like maybe she knew one way or another she wasn't surviving there and it just ended up not being on her terms. Well, I mean, once you're kind of burned as a spy, there's really no getting back into it. You guys knew her face, her name. 
Like I couldn't really get back into Nash's place. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, when you killed Curry, or before that, I guess, did he turn to ash when you killed him? Uh, when the spell was done, he did, yeah. Did you notice like a mercury tattoo on his body or anything? No, but I didn't really carefully go over his body. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we tried to chase that once before, and we got the name of his sister, and then we never got around to following up with her. But pull out my notebook <laughs> and flip through to remember uh, Kimmy was his sister, so I could also try and follow up on that, depending on what Ori has to say, see if we can find her, if she's a vampire, etc. Yeah, uh, I think it might be worth, too, putting feelers out to any of the other organizations. The Mercuries may not just be IPT-related. I mean, there's a lot of people working together. Oh, yes, we've already sent out information to everyone about us having a mole and uh, checking their wards and whatnot. Awesome. All right, well, I mean, yeah, this seems fine to me. We can all go at least follow up on information here, and then if it gets to a point of, like, action where we feel like we need the team, we can get back together. Yeah, having had somebody be a mole within the IPT, it kind of feels like we're behind, especially with her having sent out information to activate someone. So maybe just all collecting the most information as fast as we can would be pretty beneficial. Totally agree. All right. So it seems like you're all splitting up. Jake's going to go to Elnor. Megan is going to go with Anastasia to try to figure out the deal with Ellis and Fritz. Um, Tass is going to the North Pole. How are you? How do you want to do this? Do you want Everett to take you? Yeah, I think so. After we, you know, go pick him up and uh, make sure that Mother Hen's back to limping. I think that would probably be the easiest just so that they can operate without Jake having to uh, ferry everybody around. Okay. So I think the last thing we see is Jake dropping off Tass and uh, Everett starting up Mother Hen. Jake teleporting to Elnor. And Anastasia plucking a set of keys off of the wall in the garage. And she looks at you and she jingles them and smiles. I don't think Jake will mind if we borrow this. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you. And your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books. And that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring subject. Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.